right. Good morning, Life Point Church. Hope everyone is doing well and had a, a great week. I, I had a pretty busy week. I just got back in town like a couple days ago from Nashville. I was in Nashville for a conference um, with our denomination, and it was great to see some friends and connect, but it was a lot of um, conferency business stuff. That was exhausting. So I'm glad to be back, glad to be here with you guys, and um, glad to continue on with this series. I, I think this series is so important for our world today, and especially for our churches and us as Christ followers. And, and this is week two of our series that we're calling Forgotten. And what we're doing in this series is we're exploring four different virtues that we as Christ followers, that we can clearly see in Scripture that we are called to live out, that we are to live and we are to encourage others to live this way as well. Yet, if we're being honest, when we look in our world, when we look in our churches, and when we look in our own lives, these virtues are somewhat forgotten. Last week, we kicked things off by looking at the forgotten virtue of honor, right? And it was crazy, like all throughout the week, um, and this always happens, and I think it's a good thing. It's God keeping me humble, but I find these moments where I preach on honor, and then the next week I'm like, yo, that wasn't honoring. <laughs> what are you doing? Practice what you preach, right? So I hope it was an encouragement to you all. It was to me, but we talked about how respect is something to be earned, right? But honor, man, honor is freely given. It's freely given. And we see that in Scripture we're called to, to honor our parents, right? To honor those in authority over us. We're to honor those in authority over us spiritually, our pastors, our church leadership. We're to live as people of honor. And this week, we're going to be talking about the forgotten virtue of loyalty. Of loyalty. Now, how many of you would be honest and say, just from your experience in life up to this point, that you believe loyalty has become a forgotten virtue, right? Yeah, most people. If you're online, throw up the emoji. You know how it goes, right? Now, how many of you, I think this may be a little more, how many of you all would say that you at some point in time in your life, maybe in the like last six months even, have been hurt by someone that was disloyal to you, right? Yeah, several people. I've been hurt recently by someone who was not loyal and it's tough. It's difficult. But we clearly see that loyalty is a virtue that is not as prevalent as it should be. And the result can be extremely painful. It can be catastrophic. The result can be painful to the body of Christ and to our mission and to our calling. When those who claim to carry the name of Jesus aren't loyal ourselves. And loyal to each other. Loyalty is something that we need desperately to reclaim in our lives. Again, especially as Christ followers. So let me ask you this one. How many of you all would state and believe that you're a pretty loyal person? Right? That you would say, yeah, I'm pretty loyal. I, I put my hand on, up on that one. I think that's one of the qualities that, you know, one of my greatest qualities. I feel like I'm an extremely loyal person sometime to a fault. But in my conversations with people, and I know in my own life, if we think that loyalty is somewhat of a forgotten virtue, and we think that it brings pain at times, but we also believe that we are loyal people, we kind of have a little problem here, right? I mean, some of these things don't line up. So either us as a LifePoint Church family, like we're not the issue, everyone else is, or maybe it could be that we have some blind spots in our lives. Maybe there's some disloyalty in our lives that, that we maybe just aren't seeing. Now, don't get your feelings all hurt. Start, you know, rattling off online or whatever. I'm not saying that I think you're disloyal people. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is this, and I want you to create some space in your heart and your mind to really begin to wrestle and think through this. Like drop down any walls that you might have and begin to let God to speak into this because the reality is, is that disloyalty can actually be tough to see in the mirror. 
We get so incredibly busy, especially those maybe if you're on mission, right? Whether it be with your job or with, within the church, right? On, in the Great Commission, and we're moving forward. Sometimes we struggle to look at ourselves in the mirror, see what's really going on. You know, we're championing in the cause, but in reality, maybe you're showing some disloyalty and you don't even realize it. Disloyalty can be difficult to see in the mirror at times. I mean, there's so many examples of this. I think about an example of someone that says, yeah, for sure, I'm a loyal person. 100%, I'm loyal. But if for some reason I'm not loyal, well, it's probably because they didn't deserve it. They, they were disloyal to me, therefore I'm not going to be loyal to them. But I'm a loyal person, right? You struggle to see that disloyalty in the mirror. You struggle to call it what it is. I think about, for me, a time that I, I, again, I like to think I'm an extremely loyal person, but back when I was a kid, uh, I'll never forget, we used to ride our bikes up to about a mile down the road to the corner store in this little shopping center, right? It had a Long John Silver's on the corner. It had uh, what's called Cook's Cards. It was a little baseball card and comic book shop and um, a big lots, you know, like a kid's paradise, right? It was like the Mecca. So we would ride up there all the time. So this one time we were up there, went in the card shop, left our bikes out there. We're getting on our bikes and ready to head back. It was me and my friend and my brother. And these two kids come up to us and one dude pulls a knife. About our same age. He pulls a knife. He's like, y'all gonna give me those bikes. And so my brother, who's a couple years older than me at the time, was bigger than me, stronger than me, and um, was a brown belt in karate. He's like, let's go. He's ready to, he's ready to fight for these bikes. So he turns around, he's like, yeah, right? And me and my buddy, bro, we was in Long John Silver. We, was already, we were ordering two-piece fish and chicken ready to go. Like, I didn't want to do anything. I wouldn't, I wouldn't any, have anything to do with that. Like, have my bike. That's fine. I like Long John Silver's anyways. I'll walk home. I'm not trying to get cut. As a, as a loyal person, bro, we were incredibly disloyal to my brother. <laughs> we just left him hanging. He came back in and was like, y'all just going to let me get God? Like, we thought you was with us. We are like, you're disloyal to us. We're, we're in here. But it, it's hard to see in the mirror. Even in Scripture, we see these glimpses where, where people who are our like, spiritual giants, the spiritual heroes, struggle with loyalty. I don't think there's any greater example than Peter, right? Many of us know the story. Peter struggled to see his disloyalty in the mirror until it was called out right in front of his face. Right? Matthew chapter 26, verse 33, we see Peter replying to Jesus. He says, even if all fall away on account of you, Jesus, I never will. Never will I. And then Jesus says this, truly I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same thing. Peter was basically saying, bro, I am loyal to you through and through. Nothing will shake it. Nothing, even if I have to die, I've got your back. I'm with you. Through whatever. I'm loyal, 100%. But we all know the rest of the story, right? And if you don't, let me remind you or tell you for the first time. When, when the same day that Peter's like, bro, I'm not going to ever turn my back on you. I'm loyal. Three different times people came up to him and were like, hey, aren't you, aren't you one of Jesus' followers? Didn't I see you with Jesus? He's like, who? <laughs> me? No, you got the wrong guy. That wasn't me. Not me. Three different times. Right after he said, I'm going to be loyal. Even I have to die, I'll be with you. And then he disowns him three times. Like, I, I, Jesus, I don't, I don't know him. I don't know who he is. And after that third time, the rooster crowed. And I, can't, I can only imagine Peter thinking like, oh, man. He was right. I thought I was going to be there. I thought I had his back. I thought I was a loyal person. He couldn't see that blind spot. It's hard to see in the mirror. Verse 75 even says, Peter remembered the words that Jesus had spoken, and he went outside, and he wept bitterly. 
You see, disloyalty can be hard to see in the mirror. See, there's one thing that's true about loyalty, and it's true about a lot of things. But one thing that I want you to see about loyalty that we always need to remember is that true loyalty is proven, not proclaimed. It's proven, not proclaimed. See, Peter was proclaiming it. Jesus, I'm going to be loyal. To my brother, I'm like, Chris, I got your back. You're my brother. But we didn't prove it. We proved disloyalty. Loyalty is something to be proven. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6 says, Many will say that they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? Man, many people are going to say that. Many people are going to claim to be loyal and then show disloyalty. Just like, I mean, I grew up in the church. I've been, I remember going to Sunday school as a four-year-old. If I could remember past, further back than that, I would have been there. Like, I grew up in the church. And I can honestly say, I've seen a lot of people talk the talk, talk a good game. Very few people have I ever seen really, truly walk it out. Seriously. I know that's kind of a cliche saying, but it is, it is the truth. And it's the same thing with loyalty. A lot of people claim to be loyal, but when rubber meets the road, their loyalty is conditional. Rather than true loyalty, which is unconditional. True loyalty is something that is proven, not just simply proclaimed. That's what Paul did. He proclaimed it. He didn't prove it. So it's easy to, for us to sit back and say that we're loyal through and through, but the reality is, is we may have some blind spots. So what I want to do for the rest of our time so I want to identify three of the most important individuals or groups of individuals that we see in Scripture that we are to be loyal to. So just like last week we talked about honor, if you want to start to begin to think through, you know, maybe I'm not being loyal. I think I am, but maybe there's some areas, some blind spots, some areas in my life that I need to step up and be more loyal in. I want to share with you three. Throughout Scripture, there are so many different examples of loyalty and who we are to be loyal to, and, and I'll go check it all out. It's a big book. A lot of great stuff in there, right? But for today, for, for, for time purposes, we're just going to look at three that I think are the most important. And, and for you, as you go through this, maybe it's going to be you're going to realize that you truly have some serious disloyalty issues. Maybe you didn't see it at first, but you realize it, and you need to make some serious changes when it comes to how you are loyal to the people around you. Others of you, maybe it's just going to be some minor tweaks here and there. And others, maybe it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm really walking walking the right trail. I'm proclaiming it. I'm backing it up. I just need to continue on that path. So it'll be confirmation and reassurance for you. But, but whatever God begins to speak to you throughout this message, throughout our, the rest of our time, I, I really want you to be sensitive to it. Because it's really easy for us to sit and say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Or at least I'm better than that person. That's, they're really not loyal because they hurt me. This and this. I'm better than them. They're not our standard. Jesus is our standard. And his loyalties, we're going to talk here in a minute, off the charts. So let God speak to you about where you need to begin to work in the area of loyalty. So three of the most important individuals or groups of individuals that scripture says that we are to be loyal to. So the first group that we see is actually an individual for certain people here, um, and that's to your spouse. If you are married... Scripture tells us that we are to be loyal to our spouses. Malachi 2 verse 5 says, Didn't the Lord make you one with your wife? In body and spirit, you are his. And what does he want? Godly children from your union. And check this out. He says, so guard your heart. Remain loyal to the wife of your youth. And then in verse 16, he concludes by saying, again, guard your heart. Do not be unfaithful to your wife. We could say spouse today, right? We are to be faithful, loyal 
to our spouse. He says, guard your heart. And that's so important. We're going to see that here in a few minutes. But we're to guard our heart. Man, think about what marriages would look like here in 2020 if we truly were loyal to our spouses. 100% loyal to our spouses. What would our families look like? What would our kids' lives look like if we truly were loyal? And I think things would be drastically different, not only in our family dynamics, but in our world. If people were truly, truly loyal to their spouse. And again, while many of us state and believe that we are loyal individuals, and you might believe that you're loyal to your spouse, and maybe you are, statistics don't lie. I'm a numbers person, kind of a nerd that way at times. I got an MBA for a reason, because I like numbers. Eric's like, yes, spreadsheet, let's go. But here's some statistics that I've found. According to recent studies, 40% of unmarried relationships have at least one incident of infidelity, cheating, right? A dating relationship. Here's the number that blew my mind. 25% of marriages have at least one incident of infidelity. Honestly, this was actually pretty surprising to me, and I, I had a low bar for that, <laughs> what it was going to be. But that, that surprised me. That was 25%. Another study that I heard a while back um, said that 74% of men and 68% of women say that they would have an affair if they knew they wouldn't get caught. That's, we've got a loyalty problem. Major loyalty problem we've forgotten the virtue of loyalty in our marriages but that's that's the low-hanging fruit right infidelity cheating affairs toxic terrible destroys so many relationships but that's low-hanging fruit when we're looking at being loyal to our spouse because there's so many other pieces of loyalty that can get swept under the rug that we can forget about that's actually being incredibly disloyal Some of these subtle yet equally destructive ways that we can dishonor and be disloyal to our spouse. For example, belittling your spouse in a public setting. Belittling your spouse at home in front of your kids. Belittling your spouse, period. Tearing them down, picking at them. Knowing those little things that that hurt them and their insecurities and poking at it just because you're frustrated. That's not being loyal. How about putting your career or your hobbies, your friends, whatever, over top of your spouse? Anything other than God that you put ahead of your spouse is being disloyal to them. What about in your thoughts? Right? Maybe, maybe you have lustful thoughts and they're on repeat. You're not doing anything about it. Maybe you're embracing them. Maybe you take too long of a look at that that person that goes by. Maybe you make too many comments about the dude's six-pack on the beach right in front of your husband, and he's like, dad bod central. You know, not good. Disloyal. And there's so many different ways that we can be disloyal to our spouse, and it is destructive. And Scripture tells us, right, that we are to be loyal to our spouses. Guard your heart. Be faithful to your spouse. Be loyal to your spouse. So if you are married, make it a point to be loyal to your spouse. Again, it's not just cheating. (laughs) So many different ways. The second group of people that scripture instructs us to be loyal to is that we are to be loyal to your friends. Be loyal to your friends. Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in a time of need. My my brother's brother, which is me, apparently I was not there to help him in his time of need. I bailed on him. But a friend is always loyal. Loyal. Note the word always. It's easy to be loyal at times. It's easy to be loyal when it benefits you. 
But sometimes we're disloyal. But a friend is always, always loyal. And I would love to say that I, again, as someone who believes that one of his greatest strengths is loyalty, I cannot sit up here and say that 100% of the time that I'm always loyal to my friends. Sometimes I'm not. I'm not proud of that. I'm not happy about that. But that's reality. To say 100% of the time, that's a, hard, that's a hard thing to measure up to, but that's our goal. That's what we should strive to be, 100% loyal. And again, it's difficult at times, especially when it doesn't benefit us, especially when maybe they're not loyal to us. But see, as Christ followers, we're called to a higher standard, and we are to be loyal through and through. But last week, I talked about, you know, we are to honor certain people. We can still set up boundaries. You can do that with your friends. You can put up safe, healthy boundaries and still be loyal. So in case you think you are that 100%, again, not trying to cast shame, guilt, whatever, but if you're struggling with seeing that in the mirror, I'm here for you. I'm going to help you see it, right? Different ways that we can be disloyal to our friends. Probably one of the, the greatest ones that we see today is gossip. Probably even your best of friends, you've probably said some things about. Probably. And I love them, but you see how their kid acted at dinner the other night? Whew. Wouldn't let my kid act that way. Typically said by someone that doesn't have kids. <laughs> they don't know the struggle. Or their kids are old and gone and they forgot. Right? Man, you see what she's wearing? You believe that? What's she doing with her hair? Man, you see his dad bod? What is going on? He's getting under control. That's two dad bod references today. I worked them in. Gossip. Talk about something that runs rampant in churches. Gossip. Pointing the finger. Talking bad about somebody behind their back and then to their face like, hey. Even your closest of friends. We've got to get rid of that. Maybe you're not being loyal to them because you're not confronting them in the areas of their life where, as a friend, they need you to confront them. Maybe they're living a certain way and going down a certain path, and you need to step up. God has led you, and he's instructed you, and you know that he's leading you to step up and say something about it, but you're not doing it. That's not being loyal to your friends because they need you. God uses his people to help one another, like iron sharpening iron. That's part of being disloyal. Maybe your friend asks you a question, and the answer is going to hurt their feelings. So you like dodge and weave the question, change the subject real quick. Or maybe one of your friends is trying to speak truth into your life, something that you need to hear. Maybe a direction that you're going that's wrong, and you're disloyal by not listening to them, by pushing them away, avoiding them when they're trying to help you. A friend is always loyal. Sometimes it's hard to see in the mirror. We're to be loyal to our friends. The third and final group that we're going to talk about today that we see in Scripture that we are called to be loyal to is that you are called to be loyal to the church. You are called to be loyal to the church, both the global church, right? Some refer to it as the capital C church and the local church here at LifePoint. You are called to be loyal. And since the church is God's people, right, we're to be loyal to one another. Loyalty is so important in the church. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. I, I know I read this passage a lot, but it is a perfect example of what the church is supposed to be. And I'm going to always come back to this because this is what we have to strive for. This is what the church was intended to look like. And this is a beautiful picture of being loyal to God's church. Check it out. Starting in verse 42, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. This is what loyalty looks like, right? They were doing life 
together. Praying, reading scripture, studying scripture, encouraging one another, sharing a meal with one another, hanging out. They were doing life together. Verse 44, all the believers were together and had everything in common. Something that we don't see a lot of today in the church. What I see a lot of in the church today, not necessarily life point, I'm, not, I'm speaking more of the, the American church, I see a lot of bickering, arguing, division. A lot of times over small little bitty details that in the big picture maybe don't matter so much. And I know some people really struggle with me saying that, but that is the truth. We have to get past some of these minor non-essential disagreements and we need to begin to focus on what we have in common. And if we have Jesus, the Great Commission, in common, we already have standing ground. We can, we can roll together. We have to stop being so divisive. We have to be loyal to one another, to the church. To be loyal to God's church, all believers need to be together and have everything in common. Verse 45, they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. This is what it means to be loyal to the church. That's, that's the church right there. That's why we talk about doing life together here at LifePoint. To do life together. Again, it's not enough to say that you go to church. You have to be the church. You can't say that you're loyal to the church and not show and prove that you're loyal. You see, the world is absolutely tired of people talking about the church. They want you to be the church. That's when real life changes. When you are actually living out the gospel, loyal to his church, loyal to one another, loyal to your friends, loyal to your spouse, that's when people are going to take notice and say, dude, what's going on in your life? I want to know more about this whole church thing and God thing because I'm seeing your life. Not because I'm hearing your words. I'm seeing your life. But the unfortunate piece is that so many people have become disloyal to the church. They've begun to embrace this average American church mentality, right? Where church is a place to go. They attend on occasion, pat themselves on the back because they're checking it off a good Christian list. When they do get here, they're more of a consumer than anything else. They're looking for someone to serve them. They're looking for someone to take care of them. They're looking for someone to constantly make them happy. And the moment that you don't make me happy or I disagree, I'm out. I'm going to go find another one. As opposed to stepping up and actually being the church, getting involved, serving in a ministry, giving biblically, meeting each other's needs. Yes, as a part of the church, your needs should be met in some way, shape, or form, but that's not what it's all about. Because when you have a need, someone else should step up and help meet that need. Then when you're in a better spot and someone else has need, you go do that. That's family. That's being loyal. That's doing life together. To be loyal to the church means to actually be the church. Getting plugged in. Studying God's word together. Praying with and for one another. Giving of your time, your talents, your resources, spreading the gospel, not only talking about it here, but outside these walls, most importantly, this is a rally point. Sharing the gospel with your friends that don't know Jesus, sharing the gospel with people in your neighborhood and in your community, serving the community, the people that have need, loving all people, the people that you disagree with, love them, show them the love of Jesus. That's being loyal to the church. We're disloyal when we look at the church as just a place to go in a building. And when we disrespect one another in the process. We're to be loyal to the church. You see, we understand that loyalty is somewhat of a forgotten virtue today. 
We can step back and start picking it apart, and we're going to see it. Even if it's on the micro level, there's issues with loyalty. We also see that we think that we are loyal people because <laughs> it's hard to see in the mirror. So with this kind of understanding, I just want to wrap all this up with one question and one simple statement as an answer. Break it down a little bit, and we're going to be out of here. So here's the question. What is the true source of our disloyalty? Right? We, we want to be loyal. We see the importance of loyalty, but yet sometimes we're disloyal. What is the, what is, where does that come from? What is the source of our disloyalty? And here's the answer. Check it out. Now, I want you to, to receive this. Don't push back on this. I just want you to sit and think on this. Disloyalty is birthed out of a divided heart. Disloyalty is birthed out of a divided heart. Man, think about loyalty from God's perspective. Just think about that, right? God created us to show us his love. He created us to be in relationship with him. He wants the very best for us. And even when we screwed it all up, Right? Even when we're, we're being incredibly disloyal, turning our back on him, trying to live life our own way, doing our own thing, God, okay, you're cool, but I got this. I can do this on my own. We've turned our back on him. In spite of all that, while we were still sinners, what do we know? Christ died for us. He died for us. God sent his son Jesus to be the ultimate sacrifice, the perfect lamb, so that we could be made right before the Father, even though we didn't deserve it, even though we were incredibly, incredibly faithless at times, disloyal and even hateful. He remains faithful, 100% loyal, and so loving. It's, it's, it's honestly humbling. God is the very definition of what it means to be loyal. And in all of that, all he asks for, all he wants is your heart, your whole heart. That's what he wants. When the Pharisees tried to, to trip Jesus up by asking him which was the most important law in the commandments of, Mo, of the commandment of Moses and the law of Moses, Jesus responded, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. He wants it all. He wants your whole heart. But unfortunately, I can speak for myself, and I'll be 100% transparent and honest. If, if that's what he wants, 100% of our heart, soul, and mind, I'm falling short. If I take an honest assessment of my life, if I look at the way I live and, and my priorities, I have to acknowledge the fact that God doesn't have 100% my whole heart. And as a result of that, that's where disloyalty begins to arise. A divided heart. Saying, yeah, I want, I want to serve you, Jesus, but then also saying, okay, but I want to kind of do this my own way over here a little bit. It's a divided heart, and it breeds disloyalty. And I think, believe, and I'm confident that many of you, if you did the honest assessment, you'd fall in the same spot because none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. We have divided hearts from time to time. Not always, but there's times that we don't give Jesus our whole heart. And you know me, I'm definitely not saying this to, like, to guilt you or shame you. That's not what any of this is about. I believe that is some of the most toxic things that have come out of the church is just massive, ridiculous guilt and shame when we don't see Jesus speaking that way. But I say this because I want to help, help you see some blind spots. I need to see my blind spots. I need someone to tell me my blind spots. Thank goodness my wife is really good at that. But I want to help you to see your blind spots and encourage you to actually do something about it. 
don't just acknowledge it, but you have to do something about it. Check out what James has to say on the topic in James chapter 4. We're going to read verse 8 and 9. He says, come close to God and God will come close to you. Right there, powerful statements, beautiful truth. Come close to God and he will come to you, come close to you. Then he says this, wash your hands, COVID friendly, wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. See, we see this connection right here to your hearts being divided. Therefore, your loyalty is equally divided. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Then he says this, let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. You see, when you draw close to God and he comes close to you and you realize how loyal he is and you see your disloyalty, it should move you to being sad, to grieving how you've treated the creator, the one who's always been loyal to you. And again, that's not a guilt and shame thing. That's something that we just have to acknowledge. We have to come to that understanding, right? We have to see our disloyalty for what it is, and we acknowledge it. We own it. We seek forgiveness for that, or some would say repent for that. And then we ha ask the Holy Spirit to help us to give him our whole heart. Because on our own, and our own human nature, it's impossible. It's impossible. But with Jesus, all things are possible. The Holy Spirit living in and through us, sanctifying us, changing us from the inside out, we can begin to give him our whole heart. So we acknowledge it, repent of it, seek forgiveness, and we make changes. We do something with it through the power of the Holy Spirit, and we begin to move forward. We don't waller in it. You don't sit there and just feel guilt and shame all day, every day. No, you acknowledge it. It's sad. It's, it's not fun. God, I messed up. I was disloyal. You had my back. Like Peter, he went outside and he, and he wept. But was God finished with Peter? No. He acknowledged it. He repented did something about it, and you move forward, and that's exactly what we need to do. LifePoint Church, it is time to course correct. It's time to course correct, to give him our whole heart. So I don't know where you're at today with all that's been said, what God's been speaking to you, and what area of your life you need to begin to focus on improving and increasing loyalty, getting rid of disloyalty and begin, begin to be loyal. Maybe it's with your spouse or your family, someone you're in a relationship with. You need to begin to show them loyalty. Maybe you need to go seek forgiveness, be honest and own some stuff. It's time to be honest and be loyal to your spouse again. Maybe it's with your friends. Maybe you need to go to them and say, bro, I'm, I've been a terrible friend. I've not been there for you dogged you a little bit behind your back and I shouldn't have and pray for you when you needed it not been a loyal friend maybe you need to begin to be loyal to the church once again I'm, I'm blessed and can honestly sit here and say that when I think about Life Point Church I think about a group of people that are truly loyal not only to the local church but to the to the mission the Great Commission. They're on mission, I, and I respect and love you guys for that. But I also know there's a season for things, right? And maybe you're in a season where you're kind of just going through the motions. Or maybe that's just where you've been with the church. Maybe that's what you were taught. You just check it off your list and feel good about yourself because I did church, right? Did the church thing today, and I can move on. And maybe it's time to say I'm going to be loyal to the church once again which means I'm going to be the church. Be the church. When you come close to God, he will come close to you. Let's honor him as the true source of our loyalty because he is the definition 
of loyalty, even when it doesn't make sense. Unconditional loyalty. Because if there was conditional loyalty, he would not be loyal to us because we have not been loyal to him. But he models that for us. Thank you, God, that you are constantly loyal. And may we as a church, individuals, begin to be loyal once again, to reclaim the virtue, forgotten virtue of loyalty in our lives. Let's pray. Jesus, we, we come to you today, and we are just so, so incredibly thankful for your love, for your mercy, for your grace, for the fact that you continue to pour that out on us, even when we don't deserve it, that you show us what loyalty is, unconditional loyalty. And may we as a result, Jesus, may we draw close to you begin to be loyal to you once again, to give you our whole hearts. Holy Spirit, will you help us to be able to turn our eyes away from the distractions? Maybe not even the bad things in life, but they're distractions. May we be able to give our whole heart to you. Thank you, Jesus. As we continue in a spirit of prayer, maybe you're here today or you're watching online at some point. And you don't have that personal relationship with Jesus. You've heard about him. Maybe you've gone to church. Maybe, maybe you do the whole church thing a couple times a year or you've been jumping online just because it's a church thing to do. You feel like you're checking your list off. It's, I'm glad you're here whether in person or online, but maybe the reality for you is that you've never come into that personal relationship with Jesus through confessing and believing. Scripture says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God rose from the grave, that you'll be saved. Again, he showed extreme loyalty. God, the picture of loyalty. When we didn't deserve it, again, we're disloyal sinful, doing our own thing, trying to do it our own way, yet he said, you know what? I love you so much that I know that you can't do it on your own, so I'm going to send my son to take your place, take on your guilt and your shame so that you can be forgiven, made whole once again before the Father, a masterpiece. That's what you are when you connect with him. So if you're here today or you're watching online, you feel the spirit leading you don't push it away he loves you despite what you may have seen despite how someone may have treated you if they treated you wrong in the name of Jesus that is not Jesus God loves you he wants the very best for you and again if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that you're sinful and you need him as a savior and he is that savior through his death and resurrection to be saved so you can call on him wherever you're at, however he leads. You don't have to say certain words. You don't have to come forward. Wherever you're at, just call on him. Confess, believe. That you'll be saved. Eternally connected to him. Receiving his incredible loyalty forever. If you have more questions about that, if you're online, send us a direct message or reach out to us. I'd love to talk with you. Or if you're here, I'll talk to you after the service. We're here for you. We love you. But maybe you're here this morning and you are a Christ follower and you realize that you've got blind spots when it comes to loyalty. You're not alone. I raised my hand as someone that has blind spots. I'm not proud of them, but I'm working on them. I'm going to acknowledge them. I'm not going to push it away. I'm not going to waller in it but I'm going to recognize it. Seek forgiveness from the people I need to. Seek forgiveness from God. I'm going to do something about it. And we know that we can do that because we have the Holy Spirit living in and through us, and we have to tap into that. So however he's leading you, whatever blind spot that he's revealed to you today, begin to move in just that. If, he, if there's 10 of them, I feel you. 
Focus on one. Ask him which one you want to start with today. Begin to embrace loyalty once again. Jesus, we thank you for your truth. We thank you for your word and how it guides us and how to live more like your son, Jesus. Jesus, may we live like you. May we love like you. May we truly be your church in this world. May we love and serve one another the way that you love and serve. May we live out your truth, not just proclaim it. Yes, may we proclaim it, but may we proclaim it more with our actions than anything. Help us to be loyal. Most importantly to you and to the people that you call us to be loyal to. Jesus, we love you. Speak truth over each person that's here, that's watching online, even if it has nothing to do with loyalty or anything that I said this morning um, or whenever they're watching, Jesus, you speak truth exactly what it is that they need to hear. I pray that your spirit would move. We love you. In your name we pray. Through, through our tithes and our offerings. Here at LifePoint Church, there's a few different ways that you can give. Um, you can give here, if you're here in person, on your way out, there's a basket, some envelopes. Um, if you choose to give that way, there are pens in a jar. They're clean and sanitized. If you use that, just drop it in the basket with your envelope so that we don't double use it. Um, so, but if you choose to give that way, you can do that on your way out. Or you can go to our website, uh, top right-hand corner is an online giving button. Um, you can click that. It'll take you to a safe, secure place where you can give. You can use text to give uh, by texting 84321. Just text your amount. Or um, our newest way to give, which is the way I encourage and recommend to do that and pretty much everything else, is to go to our church center app. Um, I think they'll have this up here on the TV at the end of the service. So you want to come hit uh, screen. A little QR code will get you there. Apple for all you spiritual, amazing people. Android, you know. Everyone's got their problems. Um, but either way, we got you. So you can give from that platform as well. But however you choose to give, we're just so thankful that you're on mission and on board with just giving back a portion with what it is that God has blessed you with. And we commit to being faithful with that as well, to reach as many people as we possibly can with the good news of Jesus, to serve and to love and to help our community. So thank you so much for being a part of that. Um, again, also here on the Church Center app, we are going to have, um, it's our first starting point in a long time because of COVID and a lot of different things. So if you're new to LifePoint Church, even in the past like year or two, and you've not been a part of starting point, you want to know more about LifePoint Church, what we're about, what we believe, ask any questions that you have, um, join us. Um, it'll be Tuesday at um, six o'clock here at the church. So if you go to the Church Center app, there's actually a sign-up. If you go to groups, 
you can click on starting point um, and you can get signed up for that. So if you want to attend that, we ask that you do that so that we can be prepared for how many people are going to be there. So come hang out with us. Um, if you're online and you can't make it in person for some reason, um, or if you're, you're still not comfortable coming out or have medical reasons, we respect that. We love you guys. We're going to send you a Zoom link if you want to be a part of that. We want as many people to come be a part of this as, as that wants you. So that'll be awesome. And finally, on June 13th, which is next Sunday, um, we are actually going to have a church picnic. It's our first time getting together um, after a service. We used to do it once a month. Um, so I'm really excited about this. So we're going we're gonna to have food, some sandwiches that we'll serve. They'll be from Costco. So no one's, no one's bringing, making anything from home. Um, so, but make plans to come hang out with that, even if it's just for a little bit. Um, we, we are so excited just to be able to connect um, as opposed to just kind of saying hey and then zipping out the door. So um, be there for that. It's going to be awesome. Other than that, thank you all so much for being here. I love you guys. Uh, we love you. The team loves you. So we'll see you all next week as we continue on with this Forgotten series. And we'll see you throughout the week online. Have a good one. All right, thank you all so much for being here with us once again for LifePoint Online. If this is your first time here with us, thank you all so much for being here and hanging out with us and checking out LifePoint Church. If you'd like more information or if you have any questions, you can either drop a comment below or you can visit us on our website or any of our social media platforms. And if you have questions, just go ahead and ask and someone from our team will get back with you as soon as we possibly can. Also, if you want to continue to worship um, with your tithes and your offerings, or if you just simply want to give to LifePoint Church, you can head over to our website. It's lpc502.com. In the top right-hand corner is an online giving button. If you click it, it takes you to a safe and secure place where you can give. You can also begin to text to give by texting the amount that you want to give to the number 84321. But however you choose to give, we're just so thankful and humbled by the fact that you're on mission and that you're giving back just a portion of what it is that God has blessed you with. Again, thank you all so much for being here with us today. We hope that you'll join us in connecting and doing life online throughout the week. And until next Sunday, we'll see you later. Have a great one.